It's the happy hour, and it's a Friday happy hour. Welcome in. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matthew Scraby, who has been on his best behavior today so far. Thank you. You're, you, you've been on it. Good big five. Still got an hour left. Yeah. I got a tweet. You guys also got a tweet saying that since you gave me so much pre- Here it is from William. At Tony Gwynn Jr., with that last take, Matt Scraby should call it a weekend. I don't think you and Cristello SD have ever praised him that much. He should leave before he ruins it. And then I ruined it. <laughs> I ruined it. It is quite amazing. People have no faith in you out there. That's not very nice. I mean, you might say. you might actually... That's not his opinion. That is kind yeah, of how just it a, goes out I, there. I, I, I'm just, I don't feel that. Just reading the, well, good. I don't feel that. Good. I'm glad you don't feel that. Reading the temperature out there. <laughs> yeah, you're reading the temperature out there. Of the uh, tweeters and texters. <laughs> okay. Because how does this guy know, William? Maybe maybe your final hour will be your most glory-filled one ever. Nah. I, I, I grant you it's unlikely. but <laughs> I was going to say, nah. Could happen. <laughs> big, All right, can we move unless on you were under a rock today, the big news, although not surprising news at all, Manny Machado, Manny Machado has informed the Padres that he is opting out of his contract. Um, the market has changed. Uh, here's what Manny Machado had to say. You a Padre next year, you think? Am I going to be a Padre next year? 2024? I mean, so far this year I'm a Padre, but who knows after next year. I know, uh, you know obviously the team knows where, where I stand in my situation and, you know, with Opta coming. And, you know, I think I've expressed that I will be opting out after this year. Um you know, but I think my focus is not about 2024. I think my focus is about 2023, what I can do to this block club, what I've done for this organization, and, you know, what we're going to continue to do here. I think we got something special here growing, and, um, you know, I don't think uh, anything's going to change. Is that going to be fairly easy for you to focus on? Just I play baseball. I play baseball. Um, you know, I go out there and, um, you know, do what I can every single day. Um, you know, I think ultimately we're all here to do one thing, one thing only especially in this planet, is is to do what we're blessed to do. And, you know, I was blessed to play baseball, and that's what I'm going to do every single day and, um, you know, try to keep leading this team in in the right path and keep doing the things that we need to do as a ball club here. And I think, uh, you know, try to – there's going to be a lot of noise. There's going to be a lot of noise, you know. Um, Definitely in Padre Stadium. Definitely in Padre Stadium. There's going to be a lot of noise there, but definitely a lot of noise around the league and around – you know, a country with with a lot of different things, obviously. Um, so, I think we're just gonna have to get. Yeah, I mean, the noise he's talking about isn't the noise that you guys will be making at Petco Park. <laughs> he's talking about the noise in terms of the questions and um, innuendo. And I think, in some ways, maybe always, this is Manny's attempt to take control of that. Because without this announcement today, as we saw, and you know, it's proof of it. Like the first, I don't know, six days of of pitchers and catchers reporting, whether it was Bo Mel being asked about it, whether it was Manny being asked about it, it was going to keep coming. And at least uh, the answer has been given for given permanently now that he is addressing. You wonder if that led to him deciding to address it today. Yeah, he doesn't have to. Uh... I mean, he'll probably be asked it another 50 times just by people that don't really have a good feel for the situation. <laughs> right. And he'll probably have to say, well, I have already mentioned the fact that I do plan to opt out. I just want to, you know, try to allay the fears of Padre fans. You know, this doesn't mean that he's definitely leaving 
after this 2023 season. It just means that he's going to be a free agent and seek a different contract than the one that currently pays him $30 million. It seems absurd to a lot of us, but understand that the market value of a player of Machado's magnitude is now greater than $30 million. Yeah. So that's all he's doing. Uh, I think he has said and will continue to say that he'd love for something to work out with the Padres. What he continues to say is that it's in their hands. What he means by that is if they want to pay market value, I'll be more than happy to stay with the Padres. If they don't, that's their decision, and I'll probably find somebody else who will pay me market value. (laughs) But the bottom line is he's a Padre for 2023, and he has every reason to perform his butt off this year because this is now a free agent walk year for him. He's got. He wants to put up as big a numbers as he possibly can, so that the numbers on his salary for the next season will be big as they can be. So I think it's a it's a win win for the Padres, at least for twenty twenty three. And as Tony and I have said at least a hundred times, enjoy twenty twenty three. This is why you lock into this. Whatever year. happens in twenty twenty four and beyond, we'll see when we get to that. Invest in twenty twenty three. Your like invest your energy in 2023. Uh, so, yeah, there we are. That's what Manny Machado had to say. He was asked, you know, why does he think this is the correct time for that? What has changed since he last signed the, what, $300 million over, what, 10 years, I think it was? Yes, yeah, that's yes. what he signed. <laughs> it's a lot of money out there. It's a lot of money out there, and, um, you know, um, his owners are making a lot of money, and 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 we're bringing a lot of money too. We're 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 having fun out there. We're having a good time, and you know we're we're filling up the seats. So, um, you know, I mean, it's just it's all business, and um, you know, these are things that happen. Markets change. Uh, you know, from when I signed, uh, you know, five years ago, it's 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 changed tremendously. So, um, you know, things change and evolve, and um, you know, as a player, it's about to opt out. It's pretty pretty good to see. Not the kind of contract to see yourself signing. I mean, hopefully. I mean, that's why I pay my agent for some money, huh? What about a couple of the contracts that didn't get signed, the offers the Padres made to, to Turner and Judge? What, I mean, what they made. Say? I mean, they made. They made the decision. I mean, I think uh, you know, ultimately, everyone has has an opinion on things. I know where where Turner stand. Um, you know, I think Judge was never going to leave New York, uh, but. You know, I mean, just just seeing those offers out there just kind of knows tells you where you know, where a team stands. You know, obviously he wants to win and he has money to pay, so uh, you know he's going to do everything possible to bring put a good team out there. Now, Dennis Lynn uh, said elsewhere on another station that uh, Manny or that the two sides it's pretty clear that the two sides weren't close at all, and so they have between. Now and although there won't be any necessary real negotiations, they have until now, from now until whenever free agency starts in 2023, to bridge that gap, which I, I truly believe can get done, and I think it will get done. I'm pretty sure Manny would like to get it done. I, I think he wants to stay here. I think the Padres want to keep him. So normally, if both sides want to be together, they find a way to stay together. But the bottom line is, I think it's less. And honestly, I hope this is the last time we talk about this. Because I hope that from now on we can just focus on this season. Uh, that you know, This is why he made this statement today, so we could put it behind us and focus on this season. 
But looking ahead, it's hard for me to believe, Tony, that somebody out there isn't going to make him a ridiculously high offer that the Padres may have trouble, you know, coming to grips with. So, I think that's a that's a that's a that's a real possibility. With, he's that good, Chris Russo. <laughs> just ask Alana Rizzo. On he's just one. an average player. So he's an average player. He's going to command about forty-five million a he's, year next year. No, he year. said he's a he's a good player. Good player. He said he's a good player. That's what Chris Russo came yeah. up with. Was yeah. willing to concede that Manny Machado he's a, he's is a good, good player. He's a he's good, good player. Yeah. Lana said he's great. Yeah, way to go, Alana. Yeah. Alana well, got a lot of votes on this show with that response. Well done, Alana. Um, I just think for... Not even going to give her a hard time for standing too close to the camera next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do, I mean, aside from that, uh, Manny speaking, uh, Bo Mel was also asked how, how closely he's following the whole Manny Machado contract situation. I follow it as closely as anybody else, probably. I mean, any particular questions? And, uh, well, what would it be like without him? Uh, it'd be different. But look, that you know, the, the provisions in his contract, and this is his right to opt out of, you know. But we've also shown a willingness to keep the important guys here, and I, I'm sure that. There's a good chance that's the case with Manny, too. So that's just what happens when you have those type of clauses in your contract. By the way, perfect lesson there on how to answer a question without appearing to show favoritism to either side. Yes, it was. Well it done was. by Bob master, Melvin. Master right class master right there. Class. Explain. Well, he didn't show favoritism. He he mentioned the fact that it's in Manny's contract, so he has this option. Yeah, yeah it's fair. But he didn't make it seem like he was on Manny's side. He also said that the team has done a good job of keeping the players that they wanted to keep, but didn't say he's rooting for the team side either. He also didn't say when the question was asked, what would the lineup be? What would this team look like? But he said it'd be different. He didn't say, oh, man, we would just be. We'd be in big trouble without Good point. That's a good point. (laughs) I I thought that it would be different comment was a little strange, but now it makes sense. Oh, yeah. This is a master class on how to answer these questions. These 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 you know big time big league managers are are big league big time for a reason and that's one of the reasons that they can handle stuff like that because that that was a loaded question really what are you going to do if you lose Manny <laughs> right. Machado that is that's that's a hundred percent frankly I'm going to go into retirement immediately the team will never win another game <laughs> I'm going to retirement <laughs> immediately yeah that uh, was that was well done by Bob Melvin there. All wasn't about Manny Machado. All that was a big story. Uh, it seems like there's, uh, based on Bo Mel's answer, a little, uh, a little daylight uh, for Drew Pomeranz, who missed all of last season. Um, here's what he had to say in terms of Drew Pomeranz. He's thrown aside today, so he's he's still he's still a little behind everybody else. But we feel like by mid to late spring, hopefully, he catches up actually catches up and is ready, preparing for the season? I think there's a chance at that. Look at his numbers. It's pretty good. So, I mean, it's been a little while since he's pitched, and obviously surgery, you never really know what it's going to look like. But, uh, you know, he's he's hell-bent on pitching for us this year, and if he's anywhere near the form that he was before, you know, it's another lefty in the bullpen. It's another guy that's pitched late in games, is closed at times. Power arm that gets righties out. So hopefully we get him back. 
And again, uh, for those uh, concerned, uh, the check is in the mail to Kevin Acey for asking all those questions. <laughs> but the other thing that I wanted to point out that we pointed out earlier, when you see the Manny Machado video of him answering that question tonight, that's because of our guy Sammy Lev. That's Sammy right. Lev yes, took that's the footage right. that the MLB Network was using for uh, their of replay of Manny Machado. Of course it was Sammy Lev. Yeah. No questions. Sammy Lev already He's everywhere. Make, Sammy Lev already makes more money than this whole show combined. Does he not? <laughs> the great <laughs> that valuable the to great the station. One. Yeah. Yeah. He he's is. he's he's on TikTok, so go look for him. What is his name on TikTok? I thought it was Sammy Lev. Sammy Lev, wasn't in it? That's yeah. on Twitter. Oh, I don't know. I shouldn't have brought up his TikTok. <laughs> I don't know his name. You shouldn't have, Scrape. Okay, I'm sorry. Radio one oh one. Yeah. All right. Let's just uh, go look for Sam Levitt on TikTok. <laughs> let's get to break. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Here's some traffic. I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, MoneyWise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcast. 520, hello. Welcome back. Happy hour. Gwen and Chris. I'm happy. Happy with Seth Walder. Oh, man. He loves this just guy. For, Love just, this guy. Just for you guys know, Chris hasn't told us who this gentleman is. Oh, he's the but he's greatest. Been, but he's been talking about him the entire break. The so entire break. He's the Craven and I are in the dark on this. Yes. Greatest. Uh, Seth, last name W-A-L-D-E-R. He's a sports analytics writer. And we all know how much I dislike analytics. This is Ate true. It. Ate it. But I love Seth Walder. Love me some Seth Walder. Here's why. ESPN, early 2023 NFL predictions are out. Oh, the Dolphins. Super Bowl. (laughs) That's the Dolphins fans. Who are your early Super Bowl picks? Well, (gasps) they have the usuals. 49ers, Bengals. (laughs) Eagles, Bengals. Chiefs 49ers. We've seen that one already. Chiefs 49ers. <laughs> Chiefs and 49ers okay. again. <laughs> We've seen that one. Until we get down to Seth Walder. Oh. Seth Walder, Super Bowl pick 2023. It's in print. Dolphins over Eagles. Yeah. Says Seth Walder. When the Dolphins had Tua Tagovailoa on the field this season, they generated, and here's some analytics, 0.13 expected points added per play. That is slightly better than what the Bills did with Josh Allen. Now the Dolphins have added Vic Fangio to fix their defense. Says Seth Walder. Not Fangio. (laughs) Fangio. Fangio. Says Seth Walder, sign me up. Yes! Is that a boy, Seth? Giving me a little hope. That's what I'm talking about. That's it. He's picking the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl next Scraby, it year. Should, it, should ter- it should terrify you that your team is mentioned like four times. Yes, your team is mentioned like all over this article. <laughs> it does it's terrify 49er, me. 49er, 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 pretty Look much. Look who's in the audience out there in Arizona. 
taking in a game against or it's Arizona he's, and Tennessee. He's with uh, Howie Kendrick, and uh, he's, Howie Kendrick is sitting right next to Juan Soto. Mr. Oh, Juan Soto. Soto taking a little college baseball tonight. You yeah. gotta really love baseball boy, to be out in spring training, Tennessee, and Arizona. watching an, a college ba- uh, baseball game. The Good Desert Invitational. Good for anyway, him. this uh, Walder dude. Yeah, we're having him on the show. I have questions. <laughs> we're, about, no, we're having him on I the have show. Questions I've about his knowledge. We're having him on the show. I have questions about. Who his does knowledge. he write for? What are you talking about? He's ESPN. a sports. An- oh, he's ESPN. An ESPN guy. Okay. He's a sports That's analytics expert for ESPN. How does he think that the Dolphins are going to get to the Super Why Bowl? Why does it matter? He, just, he just does. He told you. They he said they have point, a generated yeah. 0.13 expected points added per play per with play. Tua. That's better than the Bills. He's adding a piece and of a point every Vic play. Fangio. Did I don't care about Vic Fangio. You well, should because their defense let them down. Look, this is not to complain or argue with you. This is just... Giving you Seth Walder's opinion, which I happen to agree Does with. Does Seth like. Walder, did he take into account that Tua may play only three games next year? Wow. Let's get him on the show and find out. <laughs> wow. Let's get him on the show shots. and find I'm out. I'm writing his name down. It's easy to pick Chiefs over 49ers or 49ers over Bengals or Eagles and Bengals. Anybody can pick that. But you go, you stepping out there when you pick the Dolphins out there, man. You know I'm going to go get hired by ESPN. Miami Dolphins Super Bowl champions. Why why are you going to get hired? That's (laughs) as close as they're probably going to get to champions. That's as close as they're probably going to get to it as Seth Walder's picks. I'm going to get a job, Chris, at ESPN, and I'm going to predict a uh, Texans Titans. That can't happen. A Texans Seahawks Super You're Bowl. You're fired next year. already. Yeah. You predicting AFC, 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 and it's and then, and then some sports talk radio guy in Houston will call you and go, "Hey, we need you on the show." This guy seems like he knows what he's talking <laughs> what about. What kind of an idiot are you? You're picking the Texans <laughs> to win the Super Bowl. I mean, if we get Seth Walder on, the first thing I'm going to ask him is. What kind of an idiot are you? How can you pick oh, the Dolphins well, to well, win the Super Bowl? I will not be getting him on. No, you got <laughs> to get him on. We got to hear his explanation. Seth Walder. Okay, we got to hear his him. explanation. For oh, that. okay. He has his DMs open. I'm going to send a DM right now to there Mr. You go. Walder. Here's a guy that you might like in this article, Scraby, trying to be equal. Jason Reed. Senior writer for Anscape. Oh, we, we've moved away from ESPN. I don't, I don't know. Well, he's, on ES, no, he's on ESPN's oh, okay. Okay. Uh, All right. panel of experts. Asked for a breakout player next year. Reed says Trey Lance, quarterback, 49ers. Wishful thinking. Says after having multiple <laughs> surgeries on his right ankle, Lance is expected to be ready for OTAs. Purdy will not be. Assuming the 49ers move on from Garoppolo, the path should be clear for Lance to be the team's week one starter. Let's not forget the 49ers traded up, etc. With this roster, Lance could shine. There, I hope so. There you go. Jason Reed is a Trey Lance backer. So I gave you even <laughs> Trey Lance there, not many out there. Gave you well. There's even fewer Dolphins. Fans, <laughs> True. So Dolphin, a, Dolphins backers. Dolphins backers. Yeah, there's very few of those. I'm sh- I'm shocked. I, I really I, I feel like they just put that in there only for me to read. <laughs> they may have. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like anybody in their right mind would s- can seriously be picking the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl next year. But anyway, that was a good good little note for me. Uh, we got a couple of minutes before we get to our interview of the week. This hour on ninety seven three, the fan brought to you by Pfizer. When temperatures drop. COVID-19 cases may rise, so if you test positive, you're at high risk. Act fast. 
Even if your symptoms feel mild, ask your provider if an authorized oral treatment could be right for you. Visit treatcovid19.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. I've been in an especially upbeat mood today, guys, because about an hour before the show, I got the car washed. No, I was about to say, no, this is two, two days in a row where you've come Yeah, in yesterday the- is because you bought me a sandwich and got <laughs> me some forgot. food. Today, I, I, get, I went and got the car washed. I always have a better rest of my day when I get the car washed. I don't think it's the car wash. What do you think it two is? Two days in a row, you've had a, oh, I had had a meal again. before I had we came on. Yeah, I had food again today. Boy, um, you didn't just have food. I had you a got feast. got after it. A feast. Tony was like, his eyes were bugging out. Like, <laughs> you just destroyed that food. I, You know, Chris comes in here often. Because usually I don't eat during the show no, too often. Chris usually eats like a bird. He has yeah. his little crackers. He's got his string cheese. Yeah. He's gotten rid of the uh, the granola bars that he can't eat because well, he's he, he chokes on them <laughs> during the... Yeah, yeah. He's allergic <laughs> to them. But today... Chris went to work on some on some good Mexican food. It was really it's delicious. very strange to see Chris walk in there with a bunch of food. Because he I never saw, does. I saw him through the window, and he had the, he had the, the plastic bag. Yeah. And I was like, uh-oh, Chris, two days in a row. Wow. I've been in good spirits. And he's energized. But I think it is the, I, you you think think it was the, the car, food. I think it's the car, car wash. wash. I think a car wash is a great way to just kind of restart everything. Fantastic little thing. <laughs> he does love his. Car I love washes. to wash my car. I just I, I have one of those year long passes. I, I know you. So do. I go there like every other day, practically. Doesn't I'm I remember crazy about it? Going to your birthday party a couple years ago, and your wife for your birthday gave you a, a year's worth of car and, washes. Uh, that is such a good present. That, that is, I've is asked that your, for it every year? Is that your like happy place? Car wash. Just the feeling being in the car when it's washed. That is, is a oh, yeah. it's feeling a great to drive feel. around, right? It's a great feeling. Yeah, I agree. Used to, That's all. Back in college, we we would have a DD, but we used to go through the uh, car washes to drink because no one could see you. <laughs> what? What? That's what we did back in college and high school. What, you were Not under 21? Uh, at the time, no. Oh, because well, you, you were drinking uh, in the car, hiding yourself. For yeah, I shouldn't have out of you in the car wash. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought. Why are you giving story? little tips to? Uh, I shouldn't have brought up this Young story. people out there everywhere are gonna, you know, take I haven't you done up it in years. <laughs> what? I shouldn't have brought up the story. Yeah, just leave it go. Yeah, let's 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 leave, leave it go. On, just leave that on the That's side. That's my go. happy place. <laughs> no, it isn't. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. You're right. All right. You're absolutely uh, right. Let's get to the uh, bottom of the hour. Check of things, and then uh, we'll come back with our interview of the week. Find out, along with us, who it is when Gwen and Chris comes back. 535 on the clock. Last segment of the week. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby, as we head into the three-day weekend. Um, scrounging through some stories, I came up on this one. And this is the doomsday scenario that I think Chris Ello has been on top of from the very beginning. We've been talking about the Aztecs possibly changing conferences. Um, and, you know, I think Chris brings up the great point that the, the, the ideal place probably right now is the Big 12. Uh, the Pac-12, we know there is some movement going on, um, but certainly um, some options for the Aztecs as – uh, it seems like college football is about to to shift again, coming soon. Right. Um, I'm just worried that the Aztecs are going to join the Pac-12, then everyone in the Pac-12 is going to leave. Right. And Dennis Dodd, who is a pretty prominent writer for CBS Sports, 
uh, wrote an article, and the title is, Will the Pac-12 Break Up? Where Each Team Would Go If League uh, Disintegrates Over Media Rights Deal. Now, I'll give you some background, right? Uh, and he starts the article by, by saying this, A college landscape without the Pac-12 has become a storyline worth considering, though a breakup of the 107-year-old league isn't particularly likely Industry sources still project a media rights deal split between ESPN and Amazon for the battle conference. Now, that is what is being projected out there as to what's going to happen. This article really details what happens should they not get the deal done. Um, obviously, the Pac-12 is losing USC, UCLA, starting, what is it? They got moved up, right? 2020. I think after next year. After next year, right? Um says the Pac-12 is being talked about openly in those same industry circles as a potential consequence if the league does not wrap up its new deal. Now, there is some blame going around right now that the Pac-12 waited too long. Some of the things that have happened in the time that the Pac-12 has waited, the Big 12 has expanded uh, and and have really leapfrogged uh, the Pac-12. Um the other thing that has happened is kind of more consequential to, you know, the world as we know it, right? Uh, the league itself discovered they owe media partner $50 million. Disney is laying off 7,000 employees. That's a partner of ESPN. Amazon is also laying off 6% of their employees. So you, basically the point is coming to an agreement where you're about to pay a boatload of money to a conference from an optics standpoint doesn't necessarily look good for no. some of these uh for, for some of these companies that would be shelling out the money. Yeah, and just all of these teams that are going to probably leave as a result of this. Right. I mean, Dennis Dodd has basically half the Pac-12 leaving for either the Big 12 or the Big 10, and that means Colorado, Utah, both Arizona schools, Oregon, and Washington. If they all leave and the Aztecs join the Pac-12 – the only teams that are going to be left are Stanford, Cal, Washington State, and the Aztecs. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to be a whole lot left, which means that in order to fill that, you're probably going to need a whole bunch more Mountain West schools, and you'll have the same conference you have now. Oregon State was the other. Oregon State was the fourth. Yeah, that's the only ones that would be left. So anyway, that's that's why I'd love to see the Aztecs Go to the Big 12 before these. Uh, I just don't know if they can do it. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. We'll see. It it, it certainly will help uh, things it, with this basketball program if they can continue to play the way they have. Football program finished up strong. Those are the those are the two those are the two biggest chips in that new stadium they have there. Those are the things that make it um, appealing for the Big 12 if. To get into the West Coast time zone. That's the big thing that, that they've talked about. They want to get it to because that's what the big, I think the Big Ten has now, right? They have Yes, they have teams the West, Western on, time zone. In every Pacific, time zone. Pacific time yeah, zone. Yeah, they've hit yeah. every time zone now. Yes, they've got Rutgers in the Eastern time zone. They have the two middle time zones, and they have USC and UCLA now in the Pacific time zone. So the Big 12, in order to do that, would need either San Diego State or Stanford or Oregon. Right. So, you know, and they've said that they want to do that. So I really hope they do, and I hope that San Diego State's the one. Uh, in other news, we, we, we um, 
we know we talked about Eric Bieniemy getting the job. Apparently, he's also been named the assistant head coach uh, for the Washington Commanders, so he gets a, an extra title on there. Uh, there are now Aaron Rodgers rumors starting to float out there. Packers uh, reportedly, according to CBS Sports, may be ready to move on uh, from Mister uh, Rodgers. I'm have, pretty sure that they're going to have confidence on. in Jordan Love. Where do you think he ends up? I think the Jets are in the lead. You think the Jets are in the lead? Yeah. They got some great young receivers. They do. He certainly won't be have, be able to complain about no. the receiving core. And, and Brees Hall is going to be back from his injury. They have and they have a well, they have the offensive rookie of the year, the defensive rookie of the year. They have everything that a veteran player would want. Yeah. And That's, they've got the big market of New York's and well, he's not going to be able to handle that, according to Tiki Barber. Well, Tiki's an idiot. <laughs> oh, please stop calling people that. We want these people to like Tiki's. us. Why do I care if Tiki Barber likes us? Because uh, I want to, at some point, maybe have him on the show. Please. Please, he says. Tiki Barber, you can just tell how arrogant that guy is. He would never come on our show. Uh, speaking of, Tony's like, get me speaking out of, of here. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of the Dolphins, Tony's buddies with Tiki Barber. I don't know I Tiki know. at all. all right, I don't good. know Tiki at all. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Did you see Emmett Smith and what he said about Don Shula? Was it good? Uh, it wasn't bad. <laughs> okay. He he nixed a deal for Emmett to go to the Dolphins. Oh yeah, in 1993 in day, huh? when he was a restricted free agent. Really? Yeah. Did not know that Did. they could have had Emmett and Dan Marino together. Him. Yeah, well, they ended up with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and a bunch of other running backs who all went on to know. Wait, what? He's not. He's not joking. You there don't was remember a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yeah. the running back? How do yeah. you oh, I do remember him now. That you yeah. said that. Yeah, he was a Dolphin. I was he wasn't very good. Truly was confused there for a second. Yeah, no, he was a Dolphin running back in that era. All right, well, what is great? Uh, what did we end up deciding on as our interview of the week? Well. We had a great interview on Monday with Mr. Matt Snyder of CBS Sports. Ah, Mr. Snyder. Yes. Well, if you were unfortunate at the time and didn't hear that, you're in luck. You'll get to hear Mr. Matt Snyder right now after traffic. How excited, well, I know how excited we should be, but how excited do you think we will be as the season plays along here in San Diego? Do you, do you, I mean, you got to buy the hype. The question is, can the Padres Absolutely. live up to the hype, right? That's always the difficult part, isn't it? Uh, yeah. You know, it can happen. I mean, we've seen it. Uh, it, it it's not that the, it, all any turn, no turnaround is going to be parallel or anything. But we've seen it come to fruition with teams like the Cubs from 2015 to 2016, the Astros from their build in 2015 and 16 to 2017, um, and the, obviously the continuation of that. Uh, the Braves, when their turnaround happened around 2019. Uh, so we've seen some teams live up to it, uh, but you know, I mean, throughout history is littered with teams who couldn't live up to it because the ultimate goal is absurdly hard, and we haven't had a repeat champion in baseball since the, what the turn of the century. So it just shows how hard it is to win the World Series, um, and obviously that's the ultimate goal with the Padres. I feel like uh, having gotten to the NLCS, just getting back there. You, you hate to say it, but it kind of would be a failure, wouldn't it, if they didn't even get back to the NLCS or even if they did just get to the NLCS. So you got to get to the World Series at least and then try to win it. So it's a, it's a battle, but they have the horses. They've got the talent. Yeah, it certainly feels like 
especially going through FanFest, that it, it would be a letdown, anything besides getting to a World Series. We'll, we'll see. Now, I know you've paid close attention to this team, Matt. Do you see or where do you see the weakness or weaknesses for the Padres going into spring training? Well, one of the, one of the things that was so good about the Dodgers throughout their run of you know the winning division pretty much every year, and the year they didn't win it, they won 106 games. Um, is they have so much organizational depth that you know they go into the season with like seven or eight starting pitchers or something like that. I, I feel like maybe the Padres don't have as much organizational depth. If you look right now at the end, back into the rotation, Martinez and Lugo. It, it, let's say neither one of them works out and they both have bad years. Kind of worrisome, at least in the regular season. I do think once you get to the playoffs, if you have Darvish, Musgrove, and Snell firing in all cylinders, not, probably not that big of a deal. But in the regular season, it could pose a bit of an issue, something like that. Um, but that's pretty much all I've got, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good everywhere else. So, And, and here's the thing. The top-end talent is so good, there's a distinct possibility that the organizational depth won't even be a concern so that's the thing is like a lot of teams you might say well you need more depth in the outfield or something like that but if you look at the Padres and especially once Tatis is off suspension which won't even be that long when you say man when you're starting with Tatis Soto Machado and Bogarts and then even looping in Cronenworth it's like man they have so much top-end talent I don't even think it matters if there's not that much depth Matt Snyder's with us from CBSSports.com, uh, talking some baseball, talking about this upcoming Padres season. Matt, uh, you probably have followed Xander Bogarts a little more closely than the rest of us. American League, we don't see the Boston Red Sox too often. Tell us exactly kind of what the Padres are getting with Xander Bogarts and why he was the perfect fit and the perfect guy to get this offseason. Well, he's a he's a professional hitter. I mean, and it's I I I do wonder now with uh, the shift kind of going away. I mean, you can still kind of do some stuff, but it kind of goes away. I wonder about guys that don't strike out a ton and guys hit for a good batting average, if they're going to be even bigger commodities than they were before. And you're talking about a guy who pretty much always was hovering around 300, if not over last year, 307 last year, 295 the year before that, 300, 309. I mean, you're getting a guy who's going to hit for average. And um, I don't know if we're ever going to see him hit 33 bombs again like he did in 2019. But even if, if he's around 15 like he did last season or 23 the year before, that's a pretty good stick to have right there when you've got the likes of Machado and Soto. And by the way, I think Soto's going to have a much better year this year than he did last year. Um, but, yeah, it's, Bogarts, you're going to get a high average. Um, some of those doubles uh, – that might have been the product of the Green Monster. I wonder if you, you know, some of those are going to be flyouts, but some of them might be home runs. Um, but he, he's, you, you're going to get batting average and not a ton of strikeouts. Is going to be the main thing offensively. Matt Snyder joins us here, CBSSports.com. Matt Padres recently extended you Darvish six years, 108 million. Uh, how did you see uh, this deal from your standpoint? <laughs> I. That was kind of my first reaction as I laughed at the years, kind of like on Bogarts, because you do feel like Preller is really guarding the the, uh, the luxury tax situation there by giving them so many extra years um, where they're not necessarily even going to be counting on them to play. I mean, what's the Darsh is like 36, 
yeah, he's 36, so that takes him to through, through age 42. Um, he, he could still be productive. You never know. He knows how to pitch. But uh, I, the main thing for me was the years, and I, I think that Preller's really onto something here on we'll figure it out later for now. Let's, you know, let's extend the years beyond where we even want the guys so it's not that much of a blow on the luxury tax. So I, it's kind of brilliant. Should the fans in San Diego not be worried about the extensions of Manny Machado and Juan Soto, Matt? I mean, we've, we, get, we get these phone calls and, and, and texts and emails all the time. People are, you know, what are we going to do in 2024? What are we going to do about these guys moving forward? Tony and I keep trying to tell everybody, maybe we ought to focus on 2023 and just enjoy what the Padres have. Is that yeah. a possible distraction, though, for them? I wouldn't think so. I mean, Soto had to deal with the trade rumors all year last year, and that has to be a lot harder than worrying about an extension because he's going to get so much money. Nobody in his family is ever going to have to worry about money again. Uh, so I, I would think the trade possibilities would be a lot more effect on the psyche than, than, a, than a contract extension, especially when you're as good as he is. And Machado, I mean, he already played through stuff like that, um, and he even got traded to the Dodgers, and he still had a big year that year so I, I wouldn't worry about either one of those guys they're pros um i, I would i would focus, say it to the fans I, just to go along with what you were saying it, so much of our time as sports fans i understand is looking toward the future right uh but when you have that team this is what you've been looking for all those years you you know i i'm a cubs fan 2016 was what I was waiting for my entire <laughs> right, life, right. and I, I didn't I didn't care about 2017 or 18 or 19 during 2016 because that's what you wanted. The Padres are there. This is this is the year that they should win the World Series. If I was a fan, I would say I don't care about 2024. Now, obviously, if you don't win the World Series, then now all of a sudden <laughs> right. you have to care about it. But man enjoy the ride that's coming up because it really could be the one. And then who cares after that, man? You wanted the ride your whole life. Enjoy the ride. I couldn't agree more. Matt Snyder joins us. And, Matt, so many new faces, so many new rules coming into play. What are some of the things as we head into spring training that you're looking forward to most, some of the storylines, even maybe even some of the rules that are changing that you're looking to looking forward to most as we go into spring training? Um, I'm looking forward to the, the step-off rule and not allowing the pitchers to step off a million times. Hopefully it spurs more base stealing. I don't know if it will. I know a, a lot of the reason teams don't run nowadays is more to just it's not really worth the risk. So I don't know if it changes the calculus much, but between the bigger bases and not being able to step off so many times, I feel like maybe we'll see a little more running game. And, hey, action on the field's good. I mean – I love home runs as much as anybody, but one of the biggest problems in baseball is how much it has become walk, strikeout, and home run friendly. Yeah, no doubt. So anytime you can get something that's going to spur more action on the bases, I think that's a major plus. So that's the biggest thing for me is I, I want to see more running. I mean, stolen bases are fun. How about the pitch clock, Matt? I mean, we, we've been told that it's going to work. We've been told that everybody's going to get used to it. How much yeah. fun are we going to have while everybody's getting used to it, though, and complaining about it? <laughs> um, I, that's hard to tell because, you know, once they get to the big leagues, and I'm thinking about guys like Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer who haven't been in the minors forever, and you become creatures of habit. Um, I remember, like, stepping out of the box saying how much, like, Adrian Beltre, you remember he would always accidentally step way out and say, oh, my bad, and 
David Ortiz complained about it. And I, they're creatures of habit. There might be a lot of complaints. Um, but I know in terms of watching the game, I went to a few minor league games after they put the pitch clock in just to see it. And you really stop noticing it pretty quick, maybe after the second or third inning and you just start watching the game and it's, it's so much faster, or at least it feels like it. And I think that's the main thing is even if it doesn't shave that much time off the game, it needs to feel like it's moving and it's more exciting. And it, it kind of is tied to what I said about the stolen bases, like, a little more pep in the game is never going to hurt anything. So I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I'm looking forward to the guys working faster. But, yeah, there might be some complaints. I, I've been thinking about, like, when they started checking the pitchers for the sticky stuff and, like, Sergio Romo, I think. <laughs> guys having full-on like, breakdowns. Took off his entire pants. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, there, might be some, there might be some temper tantrums over, like, when the clock starts and saying they don't have enough time. I don't know. But I feel like, it, yeah, it will adjust. Uh, it might be harder for the pitchers to adjust, but you know what? It's a game of adjustments anyway. Well, Matt, uh, we appreciate the time as always. Uh, we know you're in it for the long haul. It's going to be a hopefully a tremendous year, 2023, here in San Diego. We appreciate you kind of helping us kick it off, and uh, thanks for uh, <laughs> your involvement in this show. We always look forward to having you on, and we'll look forward to having you on again soon. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Hey, my pleasure. Take care. All right, there he goes, Matt Snyder from uh, CBS Sports. Uh, dot com on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Always fun catching up with Matt Snyder. He's been a uh, he's been on the Padres um, cheering boat for quite some time yeah, before anybody the, else was on. Yeah, as I said the other day, if you're if you're tired of ESPN and its East Coast bias, which I I think is just exists, I do. I mean, they I, I see don't more games on you. the East Coast. I, I, I think there's a bias unintended, probably a better way to say it. But Matt Snyder doesn't seem to share that bias. No. He's been a Padre guy for a while, so read his stuff on CBSSports.com. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been on the Padres bandwagon for quite some time. All right. Uh, the only guy smarter than him is Seth Walden. Right. <laughs> right, right, because he's got the, the guy Dolphins. Who predicted the Dolphins to win the he's Super Bowl. He's got the Dolphins going over Next the year. Eagles. By he's the got him winning, Tony. He didn't even have him in the Super Bowl. He had him yeah, winning. Tony, did you catch that part? Yeah, no. Okay. Oh no, I did not catch the winning no, yeah, part. Yeah, I had him in the Super Bowl. Winning. winning. They're winning the Super Bowl. According What's his to name? This guy, Seth, Seth Walder. Yeah. God bless his heart. He's got. <laughs> All right, let's get so out. He's going to get him on the show. Three day weekend, everybody. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Come back Tuesday. We'll Refreshed, be here. Refreshed. Ready. Ready to roll. Ready to go. Have a good weekend.